Investment pledges approved by the Philippine Economic Zone Authority, or PESA, dropped by nearly a fifth last year after lockdown restrictions dented investor confidence. In this episode of B-Side, PESA Director General Charito B. Plaza tells Business World reporter Janina Piabanez how the Investment Promotion Agency is planning a comeback over the next few years. A note on the acronyms you'll hear in this episode. CREATE refers to the Corporate Recovery and Tax Incentives for Enterprises Act. FIRB stands for Fiscal Incentives Regulatory Board. And CGPA refers to the Commanding General of the Philippine Army. We saw last year the 20% drop in investments to around $95 billion. So what's your assessment of last year and the performance of PESA? So uh, because of the continuous investors forum that we conduct, we continuously receive investments. No? That's why we are recognized that during the pandemic, uh, if I may read, first is the U.S. Department of State saying that the business environment is notably better within the special economic zones, particularly those available for export businesses operated by PESA, which is known for its regulatory transparency, no red tape policy, and a one-stop shop services for investors. Even the CEO magazine ranked the Philippines as one of the top best countries to invest in a post-COVID period, they rank us as number seven because of PESA's economic zones and industries' contributions. In fact, we continuously contribute 85% for export service income from our ITBPOs. The ITBPO sector, for example, has continuously increased their export uh, service income. And then 65% of the export income for commodities and goods also comes from the registered business enterprises under PESA. So we did a perfect balancing act, meaning we were able to address the dangers and the opportunities of the crisis, of the pandemic. So how did we address the dangers? Because of our strict requirements to our companies and uh, ecozones, we provided them business assistance. Like we increased the work from home quota from 30% to 90%. Then all related COVID expenses, like the provision of uh, housing or dormitory for the skeletal force of our companies, the shuttle service, The port charges when there was congestion in the port at the height of the pandemic. The uh, expenses for PPEs and the disinfection because we require our companies and ecosons to disinfect. They can do it every day or at least uh, three to four times a week. That's why we are very proud that our economic zones and our companies continuously operate. Right now, 98% of our companies in Mindanao are operating. 92% 92% in the Visayas, 89% in Luzon. No? So with all these balancing acts, we were able to preserve the health, the jobs of the 1.6 million directly working. No? So a little less than 10% are not working because of the lockdowns in the LGU. So majority are still working in our ecozones and in our industries. Uh, while the domestic enterprises are being locked down because of the lockdown of the LGUs, it is PESA's uh, industries and ecosomes that continuously operate and meaning that keeps the economy afloat. 
No? So these are our achievements. That's why the Philippine Statistics Authority also says that of all the investment promotion agencies, it is PESA who continuously attract investments year in and year out despite the pandemic. What are you planning for in terms of the sectors that you're targeting? Because we are still in the pandemic period, no? so I never give a definite figure of what we aim. That's why we are taking advantage of the opportunities of the crisis. That's why this Global Beast with PESA is one of those uh, major marketing and promotion program that we are doing. Another is we are now uh, going around and uh, invite uh, through virtual briefing and orientation, the LGUs, the government agencies who are managing public lands, the private sector landowners, because we want that all our idle lands will be converted into different types of economic zones. This is also very timely because President Duterte issued Administrative Order 18, which mandates that we should accelerate rural progress by spreading the creation of the special economic zones in the countryside. So we have now MOUs with ULAP, for example. ULAP is the Union of Local Authorities of the Philippines, where all the League of Provinces, League of Cities, up to the barangay level, are members thereof. So with the different League of LGUs and ULAP as the umbrella organization, they are helping us now to inform the LGUs and the private sector, the landowners of their respective uh, provinces, cities, and municipalities to make their idle lands become economic zones. So why different types of ecozone? Because we based it on the land potential and the resources of that land. We don't have to destroy a land, for example, because uh, like if it's an agricultural land, we call it agro-industrial economic zone. If it's a fishing ground, we have the aquamarine economic zone. If it's a mining area, we have the, the mineral processing economic zone. So right now we have two Japanese companies who are processing the minerals into different uh, finished products. So the latest economic zone that we are creating is the defense industrial complex. So the military, the armed forces, the defense department, they are now identifying the military reservation areas that could become a defense industrial complex so that we can invite defense industries who are manufacturing military aircraft, sea craft, equipment, weapons, military vehicles, software, hardware, even the uniforms. So we hope to make the Philippines as a defense manufacturing hub. No? And then the latest also uh, type of an ecozone that we created is the KIST, Knowledge, Innovation, Science, and Technology Parks. We offer this type of an ecozone to be created in the state universities and in the private universities. We are now competing with other countries in creating economic zones and attracting investors who will be the locators of our economic zones. So we want now to create that impression because we have models to show the local governments who are hosting economic zones really progress. You know? So not just social progress where poverty and crime incidents uh, has lowered down because people have already jobs. And then it also increased the income of the LGUs. So ito yung gusto naming mangyari nationwide. So we are now trying to impress 
to our national and local leaders, to our economic advisors na gawin ang mga economic zones as the economic umbrella because we have proven that economic zones are the economic drivers. So from all these things that you mentioned, ma'am, the defense eco-zones, agriculture eco-zones, what are you seeing in terms of what your game plan is for this year and how you're going to uh, make those plans come into fruition? First is PESA is now competing with uh, other countries who are also using the eco-zone concept to attract investors. That's why if you will recall at the time that we started to debate on the train to or the trabajo, it becomes Sitira and now it's create. No? For how many years? Starting 2017, 17, 18, 19, 20. So almost five years that we have created uncertainties. So our existing investors, for example, are afraid to expand because of the uncertainties. They don't know what will happen to the final tax reform uh, package. That's why we're glad that finally we have passed CREATE. So it has now created a clearer picture of what are the incentives will the investors enjoy. No? Well, there is no perfect law, kaya may mga flaws din si CREATE. Like for example, I hope the FIRB will not be another bureaucratic red tape that will slow down the processing of investment applications because it will defeat the purposes of PESA as a one-stop shop and the ease of doing business in the Philippines no, is assured. I hope that our FIRB will be conscious on this no, because this is the best practice of PESA that is being recognized not just by our investors but the IFC World Bank and other institutions that the ease of doing business in PESA is the best practice among the economic zones worldwide. I want to ask about what your immediate or your medium-term plans are for PESA in terms of some of the things that have been on the news lately. The first one is, as you've mentioned, the defense eco-zones um, and how you're planning to make sure that, that we'll see some concrete implementation of that before the end of the Duterte administration. And the second is that investment into vaccine manufacturing here in the Philippines. The defense industrial complex, we already conducted a series of meetings, PESA and the Army. So first that we did was to identify military reservation areas that could become an eco-zone or a defense industrial complex. So we have identified about seven or eight. And then... The Philippine Army will get the endorsement of the CGPA, who will endorse this to the chief of staff. And then the technical working group in the GHQ level will study the proposals of the Army and then have this endorsed also or approved by the DND. No? So once this will be approved, those identified areas to become defense industrial complexes, that's the time they are going to apply to PESA. So once the PESA board will approve it, then we forward it to the office of the president for the amendment of the presidential proclamation of these uh, military reservation areas converted to become defense industrial complex. Okay, So that's the process. So we're trying to catch up that we will be able to implement this before the end of the Duterte administration on the vaccine. The company is Save Point Biotech. 
Inc. and Miguel Galilee Research Institute. No? Because we already approved their application as a locator no? of PESA's economic zone in Pampanga. So they're going to locate their laboratory and they hope to become the supplier of uh, the whole of Asia and if not the whole world. So they will start with a capital investment of 1.5 billion pesos. Would you have the numbers yet in terms of how many jobs that could create? Well, they estimated uh, initial would be, was it 700? And then as they expand, it will grow to higher numbers of uh, employment that they're going to create. You've told me all about Teza's plans and what you're looking forward to this year. You know, in the middle of this pandemic and we're still in a lockdown and other countries that we're competing with are opening up, how do you plan to make sure that the Philippines is still competitive and that these plans actually can be done? We have proven that already. Uh, it's only PESA among the investment promotion agencies that is continuously working and continuously receiving new investments and uh, existing investors expanding. No? So meaning our program, our strategies to attract investors is very attractive. Otherwise, wala kaming investments because it's pandemic. Kaya ang approach namin, uh, we define the pandemic both a danger and an opportunity. So we address the danger by making our locators and ecozones comply with the health uh, quarantines, health protocols, etc. That's why uh, very minimal ang aming mga COVID victims in our ecozones. And then our locators continue to operate. 90 to 98% are operating. No? Kaya continuous yung aming marketing and promotion of our ecozones. So through the global beast, we continue to be very active in media, like what we are doing now. No? So we took the opportunities of the crisis by uh, conducting uh, aggressively our investors forum. That's why the recognitions, like the Philippine Statistics Authority says that among the investment promotion agencies, it's only PESA that is continuously receiving investments year in and year out, even during the pandemic. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Philippine Economic Zone Authority Director General Charito B. Plaza speaking with Business World reporter Janina Piebanez about its plans to turn idle lands into eco-zones and military reservation areas into defense industrial complexes for the manufacturing of military equipment. Countries are using economic zones to compete for investors. And while the passage of the CREATE Act is a welcome development as it provides clarity, Ms. Plaza hopes that it doesn't increase the level of red tape and put a damper on Philippine prospects. This episode was recorded remotely on May 4. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.